Blog Talk Radio. Kishi Agorath, Daedric Prince of Madness, a.k.a. Wes Johnson. And I'm here at Awesome Gun 2019. And you're on with the sexy witches. Oh, you're so lucky. Everybody shut up. from the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head huntress, and wow, I had a repo nerd last week, a sexy witch is two weeks ago, we're having another sexy witch today episode, a little shorter than normal, but there's a reason for that, and then, of course, in a week, on the 7th of May, we have our annual Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness theme announcement. We're halfway to Halloween, everybody. Happy Valpurgis night for everybody that the sun is set on. Hope you make it through the night. It's a lot scarier than Halloween in many ways. But I'm not alone. Technical difficulty aside, I do have my partner in crime on the other line. So please let me welcome straight on my sexy porn witch from Clifton Forge, Virginia. Erin Marie, welcome. You're on with the Sexy Witches. How are you doing? Oh, it was a great weekend, but unfortunately I did not avoid the con crud. I'm sick. <laughs> well, I'm it's not fun. sorry to hear that, but it was a really fun show this year. The fun, the weekend was amazing. We had a great weekend. Great. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But first, I'll have a major guest announcement that I'm going to make. That will be an interview that will happen next week on the Madness show. And then later on in the episode at 945, I am going to preview Crypticon Seattle. I'm actually going to get on a plane this Friday and fly to Seattle for a weekend go to Crypticon Seattle, see their little horror convention, and meet not only Michelle Nesk, but my co-host, Queenie Todd, who is my co-host for four out of the five years of Sexy Witches. I get to meet her, guess what, for the first time in person. Oh, my God, oh, my God. That's going to be awesome. And for people out there, happy Beltane for those that matter. 
Erin Marie. Wanted to talk about, before we get into my major announcement, though, what have you been watching? As the new Avengers? Yep. Yep. Uh, it was a brutal Sunday night for me. <laughs> uh, we left your house about noon, and we got home in time to go to the Avengers, which was fucking phenomenal. You don't notice it's three hours. It's just nonstop, edge of your seat. Holy shit, how is this going to happen? You know, how is this going to go down? And when they finally figure it out, it's incredible. But uh, we have some major losses, of course, which are extremely hard. And both my sister and I were a crying mess. She, uh, once the opening credits start or the opening scene started, she held onto my arm. And she's like, I don't think I'm ready for this. And she didn't let it go until the end. <laughs> and uh, so is it as good as the first half? Is it better? Is it a fair, good a conclusion for this part of the Avengers saga, which is the end of Phase 3? We're going to start Phase 4 Marvel movies very soon. How do you feel about it in its canon? Because we had, when Age of Ultron came out, you were on my show for the first time, and we talked about Marvel based on the Age of Ultron yes. movie. They gave in Avengers Endgame the, the, all of the women one of the most powerful scenes, and it's fucking phenomenal. It's just like all of the female characters, starting with Captain Marvel. Um, it's, it's an incredible scene to watch. Uh, I love how they open it up for um, several of the sequels. Um, they, they leave those open. And the way it wraps up the phase three is very satisfactory. Great. I'm glad to hear that. At some point, I will get it done. Um, But at this moment, I still need to get us in and a bunch of other films that I haven't gotten in. I have to catch up because I've been researching, as you know. Um, Suddenly, my focus shifted and I suddenly had to do some deep diving. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Before we do, I also wanted to talk about we will briefly Game of Thrones. How did you feel? Well, after we got back from the movies, we uh, <laughs> we started we started Game of Thrones on the television, and both my sister and I still had red faces, and we're like, I don't think I'm ready. But uh, but we we watched it, and again. On the edge of our fucking seats the whole time, I thought the battle was incredible. Of course, I I heard a lot of people complaining about the way their defenses were. But you have to remember, they had, like, only maybe a couple of fucking days to prepare for this. It's not like they had weeks or months from the Umber's house to theirs was not that long. Well, but, um, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say the dragons, uh, I I was very fearful for them for a little while. Um, But the scene at the end with Danny and Drogon, I'm trying not to give too much away. Um, When Drogon laid down beside her, I was just blubbering. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And Deirdre's like, oh, he's sad, too. And I was like, well, you have to remember, he's known that character for his whole life, too, you know? (laughs) 
Well, um, interesting about that moment. Uh, that is actually straight taken from a very famous um, image that uh, I think it's um, John Howe. Uh, he's a Tolkien artist. And that was exactly the pose. That was a total, I'm sure it's on purpose. Totally a shout out to the Simonrillion and Tunuviel uh, uh, and Beren. Um, they it's posed just like it. The dragon is surrounding him, and the blonde woman is holding him in her embrace, just like it. It has to be what that was. And I give them a total shout out to giving a Tolkien shout out at the end of their crowning achievement against the good against evil battle, which is basically what they're doing. This is like the end of of Lord of the Rings, right? We just killed Sauron, but we still have to deal with Saruman. He took over the Hobbit. Now we got to go get him. That's how I feel about the order of events that happened without getting into it spoiler-wise. Well, Do you understand the, what uh, I'm saying? The battle, the battle for Winterfell was obviously not the final battle. I mean, it's called Game of Thrones, not, you know, Defense of the Night King. So... Uh, or, or anything, you know, ha- involving the undead. So that was, I'm glad that they're dedicating the last three episodes to, you know, Cersei and Euron and, and the battle for the throne itself. I'm really I, happy I, actually, I was wrong. I, I, I'm I, really I, happy. Yeah, well, go, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, <laughs> I'll catch up in a second. Sorry. I was really happy that I was wrong about Tyrion for this episode, but I think it's only because Cersei's going to have to kill him. I, I think she's hated him all along that Cersei's going to end Tyrion. I I was a little bummed in a weird way that um, we didn't lose. It was kind of like when Glenn died in Walking Dead. You could kind of mathematically calculate who was expendable and none of the major characters were passed and I was really hoping that they would do they would actually go there go go there they didn't actually go there they pulled their punches a little bit but maybe that is still circumventing expectations which is something Game of Thrones is really good at uh, but um, I'd like to see where it's going to go next I do think once again as we talked about in the Game of Thrones episode I believe Cersei has earned as a story arc her place as the big bad in Game of Thrones. I mean, she's gone through so much to get there. And to just have her be, the, like, subjugated to this cold, dark, evil character with no personality, that's a little crock. Cersei's a badass. It's time to take the bitch down. Cersei is a bad bitch. That is true. And I'm fucking loving her outfit. I mean, oh my God. they are they they are they are Bowser final balls worthy. <laughs> and and but, also, uh, it's gorgeous. Like what Sansa's been wearing, and everyone's been calling it Sansa Cenobite because it kind of looks like what Doug, you know, like like a Cenobite costume. And but I kind of love it. Well, I love watching the progression of Sansa, especially because if you go back to the very first episode. I mean, she has always made her own clothes. She's mentioned that several times throughout the series. And it's progressively like I remember seeing in the first scene with the feast when the queen is complimenting her clothes, like the seams are open and it's just kind of a mess. (laughs) But uh, knowing that, I mean, 
her skills have progressed with her character and it's become as cold and kind of dark and hollow as she has and hard. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and but she's the lady of Winterfell. She definitely is ice. So that's that's the cool part. Now we'll see what happens. I'm not gonna go any more Game of Thrones. I I completely one of I started arguing about the Mary Sue thing. I'm not going to get into it anymore because I think it's irrelevant. If you haven't been reading the books or watching the TV series and that ending surprised you, then you weren't paying attention for eight years. I'm sorry, you weren't. Um, <laughs> but well, I, what I do I love do want to say is, one more thing, though. Yeah, go ahead. I do want to say one more thing. It's that you know we see in the first season. Uh, I believe it's the first season. It might be the beginning of the second season where they melt down ice, Ned Stark's um, sword, to make Widow, Widow's Whale and Oath Keeper. And both of those swords are home in defending Winterfell with Brienne of Tarth and Jamie. And I've, I loved that. It was poetic. There's a lot of good things that way. There was some moments that were very good. There's a couple of things I wish that they kind of answered about the Night King before just similarly killing him and ending the whole thing. Like Bronn, what is is Bronn's endgame? We have no idea at all. Maybe maybe there'll be a payoff there. He's going to explain things as needed. I, I think in order for the battle to go well, he couldn't give away too much. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess not. Uh, I love the ending with Melisandre. I thought that was so beautiful. Um, I think, and without going into it, she was just amazing. Uh, that was cool. Spoilers, minor spoiler, but it's still cool. I'm not going to say why. <laughs> and but um, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, you know, we still got three episodes left, and they're long. They're all long. So, all right. So we're going to move on now, Miss. Aaron Marie, real quick, and I'm going to take my guest announcement for the next episode. So the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness, if anybody's listening and doesn't know, uh, is a Facebook group. Uh, it's been around for quite a long time. The, the game itself has been around for 12 years since MySpace existed. <laughs> it started on MySpace and gravitated over to Facebook over the years. Uh, so uh, the theme is always announced around May, and it is where we the, the films that are going to be of the highest point values of most attention during the madness. That, episode, that theme is next week. Uh, so I'll talk about how the overall madness works and how like scoring without getting into details. Like I said, the rules have not been built uh, for this year; has not been written yet. This is just a preview of what will come in six months because it is halfway to Halloween after all. Uh, this year is gonna be awesome. Uh, the, it, it took a while for me. It was the longest time I ever figured out when a, what a theme was gonna be. Usually I know before the end of the year before, but not this year. I had a hard time figuring out. It came to me like a flash of lightning the other day when I, when Pet Cemetery came out, the remake, and then I went back and watched the original, and then I suddenly realized what it was going to be. I'm not going to tell you what it is, not till next week, but I will tell you, it is going to be related to a special guest that I'll have on that same episode. It'll be airing. Um, the, uh, if you just want to listen to the interview, though, I highly res- li- suggest listening to the whole show. It's going to be great because I'm going to recap Crypticon, talk about the Madness theme, and then we're going to have the guest call in at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. 
7.30 Pacific, okay, so 10.30, 7.30 Pacific, and that will be the man himself. He's, it's one thing to be an auteur and direct a great film, and people love you for your great film. It's another, another thing to be a director who has worked for decades and continues to work, or at least we hope he does, but he has done so many movies that you probably have seen one and not even realized it's him. He is an Australian, English-Australian director. His name is Brian Trenchard-Smith. And if you don't know who that is, look him up on IMDb. He's been doing movies for a long time, Aaron. And I guarantee you, you've seen some of his films. So let me just give you some of the horror titles. Uh, now, in Australia, he's often known for his car action pictures. It's where he makes a lot of his money. But he, because he's uh, one of these guys that will do almost any kind of genre picture, he has all sorts of stuff under his belt. Some crazy things, some really good quality high-end films, and he's in a lot of television, a lot of television. Uh, and uh, he's going to call in and talk about uh, you know, his life, and his new book, which is called The Alice Through the Multiverse. I have it right here. I'm reading it right now for the show. And uh, he's going to uh, talk about, uh, in particular, his horror titles. We're going to pick on his brain. But not just his horror titles, Aaron Marie. Um, he's got some cult films in there that are some of my favorites, including 1982's Turkey Shoot, which I don't know if I actually showed that to you before, Aaron. Have I with Olivia Hussey? No. No, huh? It's actually pretty good. Uh, James Harris, of all people, uh, turned it on to me. Uh, turned this film on to me. Uh, onto this film, excuse me. I'm drinking a little coffee here, <laughs> and uh, it, it's kind of interesting because it's kind of like you don't. Ex- it, it, it starts out as like this odd social post-apocalyptic dystopian world where the rich are are putting people in prison camps for various reasons. And then eventually it flips to like a more dangerous game and become these same rich people start hunting some of these uh, inmates for money and sport. And uh, it becomes a survival story. And it's kind of cool. It's the only way I can explain it. There's a lot of goriness. There's some questionable characters and makeup. But at the same time, you've got, like, Olivia Hussey. She's totally a star, and she's in it, and uh, she's beautiful as always. And, uh, you know, there's some really good uh, car stunts and things like that. And that's actually what Brian Trenchard-Smith is known for, is a lot of car stunts. Another cult film of his, um, one that a lot of people I know really like. It's not quite horror, but it's close. It's called The Dead End Drive-In. Uh, and it's about gang members, another dystopian future where gang members are put into a prison camp that looks like a drive-in. And so they have little gang factions, and it's got cars and music and 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 gutter punks and and that is a neon, and it's that's it's all cool design, and that's kind of famous. Uh, if you want to learn about these films, Aaron Marie and anybody else listening, go to Tubi, the free app on Roku. Uh, Not Quite Hollywood, the documentary about exploitation movies, is on there for free right now. And you can see him, and he'll talk about those two films as well as Stunt Rock, which is amazing. Okay. <laughs> but he's also done some really good films. Uh, BMX Bandits is a fun kids' film that has a brand-new 
curly-haired Nicole Kidman in it, riding a BMX bike. It's pretty fun. Um, hey, Aaron Marie, your boy Henry Thomas, he directed him in the kids' movie right after E.T. Have you seen it? No, I don't think I have. It's called uh, The Quest. At least it was in America. I noticed if you go to Amazon I know Prime, it's on there. It, it's pretty good. I loved it as a kid. Um, on Amazon Prime, it's called Frog Dreaming. I think that must have been the Australian title. <laughs> so that was 1985, but I recommend that movie highly. Uh, I really, really like that film. I just rewatched it with my daughter uh, recently. Um, he's done some kung fu movies. The Man from Hong Kong was pretty famous film he did. Uh, you know, he, he's got a huge amount of stuff under his belt of all types. And he's done some horror. And some of his horrors is actually... Things that you might have seen. First of all, he's on the, uh, and he says he's actually, when I've listened to uh, interviews, he's, he's rather proud of it, and, and as he should be. Uh, he did the Night of the Demons 2 sequel, Aaron Marie. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did see that one, yes. Yeah, and he also did Leprechaun 3, which a lot of people I know like that one. But of course, and he, he might even admit how silly it is, but he also did Leprechaun 4 in space. But, you know, what the hell? Do a in space movie. I'm all for it. <laughs> so I've actually never seen that movie except for like one or two frames. So at some point I'm probably going to watch it um, very, very soon. So, but um, it, it has, have you seen any of those films you think? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> oh, well, we got to catch up on some of those. Uh, I did just watch Dra- uh, Drive Hard with Thomas Jane from The Mist and John Cusack. And it was a buddy hitman copy action picture. And it was pretty fun. You know, good chemistry in the leads, things like that. Uh, John Cusack's looking kind of weird, but kind of cool as usual, because I guess that's what he is. Uh, he's also done things like, uh, Britan- uh, but he also does like asylum pictures, I think, Britannic, which is like the, a, a, a Titanic ripoff. He's done, he, 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 his, his, he has one of the coolest, lists of movies of anybody that I've ever read and and it's really because it's just every type of that's movie saying, and I'm so excited we get to talk to him hmm? I said that's saying something <laughs> yeah I mean and we, we've had a you know but he, his horror titles are significant and they will relate to our theme this year well he will relate to our theme this year but um the only film I've been having trouble getting a hold of which I've been wanting to rewatch was Stunt Rock and I can't actually find a copy available. So if anybody's out there knows where I can get a, like a file of stunt rocks, so I can rewatch it for the, uh, for the next week's episode. I'd really, really appreciate it. Especially people on Crypticon Seattle. One of you guys must have it, right? Anyway, I digress. Speaking of Crypticon Seattle, before we get to that, Erin Marie. Yes. How do you feel about my guest announcement? Um, I, I'm really excited because it does fit well with the theme. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty cool. I'm so honored that he said yes, and I'm enjoying his book so far. And, uh, so that'll be next week at 1030. So we're very, very excited. Uh, so we got to move on a little bit more because we got to talk about awesome con. So let's have a quick oh, yeah. talk of- about Awesome Con, Erin Marie, and then um, then you will go get some rest, 
and we'll take a couple minute break and then I will shift gears and then Queenie and Michelle will come on and we'll preview Crypticon Seattle. So um, why don't you go first and talk about your con and I'll follow it up with, I'll pad, the, I'll pad around what you did because I did all three days, but you did Saturday and we did a, most of Saturday together, like two thirds of Saturday we did together. So I'm going to have you go first yeah. and talk about Saturday and then I'll fill in the blanks. Um, well, our Saturday began with the Amy Jo Johnson panel, um, which even though I wasn't a Power Rangers fan, it was still really cool to hear her talk about it, um, especially watching my little sister, because, I, I mean, Kimberly was her hero. She fucking loved Kimberly. It was her favorite character, and and it it was adorable getting to watch her meet her and talk to her when she got her autograph. Um, then of course we made our way over to the Riverdale panel, which I thought had a pretty big attendance until we went to the Princess Bride panel, because that was about triple the size. I mean, it was incredible to see. Um, the guys from Riverdale, KJ Appa and Cole Sprouse, were freaking hysterical, but they were also very intelligent, very well-spoken. Their answers were very poised and well-thought-out. I was extremely impressed um, with them as people as well as actors. Um, and, of course, the Princess Bride panel. Oh, holy shit. All three of us fell in love with Harry that day, I think. <laughs> he, he, was, he was so good on his panel, and, and he great and he did so much and he was so busy the entire weekend I used my by the way I used my cut on Sunday he was the one I ended up getting I did not get Jason Isaac but I did get Carrie Ellis so um I used I needed the cut for that his line never let up the whole weekend (laughs) yeah yeah he's an extremely popular guest yeah but uh, luckily I got to I got to use a line skip to meet Carrie, too. And, I mean, just from the very beginning, he was charming. He was funny. He told great stories. I mean, the Andre the Giant story and and the fart is just fucking hysterical. And he has that in his book. Um, So if you want to, not that I'm paid to plug it or anything, but I actually think I'm going to end up buying that book the next time I see him. Or at least get it and have him autograph it because it sounds like, I mean, based on the stories he told, I think it's going to be an extremely entertaining book. It's called um, As You Wish. He was I fantastic believe. with guests. I mean, he was absolutely wonderful with fans. Uh, when we got up there to meet him, he shook our hands, asked our name, made eye contact, and asked for hugs. <laughs> he was like, "Welcome here, give me a hug." <laughs> Um, I, I told him about Scares That Care Charity, which, of course, um, we vol- or I volunteer for now. Uh, we have volunteered for together in the past, and he was very excited about that. Uh, and he seemed just to be an extremely, genuinely heartfelt person. Um, uh, it was only definitely other- a good panel. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the only other person that I got really excited about me see- meeting was Jason Isaacs. Um, did you get a chance to meet him? 
No, I, I went to his panel. I went to his panel on Sunday, and it was a pretty good panel. I actually did ask him two questions. Uh, Lily asked if he could be any other character in Harry Potter. Who would he be? And his answer was Hermione. And I asked, I begged him to give me something about Dark Crystal. And all he did was like, there's a movie. It's called Dark Crystal, The Age of Resistance, and I'm in it. That was his answer. I'm like, boo. So, because he's in that. And so I really want something. Like, I'm ravenous for that particular title. Like, and he's attached to it. Because he's a voice actor on top of being Lucius Malfoy and all this other stuff. So, so yeah, I actually did have my guest encounter with Jason Isaac. But I just didn't get his signature. I found Jason Isaacs to be a genuinely warm person. I mean, he talked to everyone. And it was just nonstop chatter. He shared stories with me about his mother. Uh, he was just such a. I, I really enjoyed Jason Isaacs as well. The, he didn't use a moderator, Aaron, for his panel. He did not have a moderator. He did it himself. You know how hard that is? Yeah, you don't need one. He's just happy to talk. <laughs> oh, he had it down. He actually made a list of questions that he always gets, immediately answered them, and then he said questions that he would not answer, like what's his favorite part, because his answer will always be the next one. So, you know, things like that, because he's a stock actor. You know, you pay his price, he does it, you know. So, uh, you know, there's there's something to be honest about that, and I I cherish his honesty that way, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, he's an incredibly talented man who I, I think is um, sadly underutilized in films. No, he he is he, a lot of villains. He actually likes villains, but, you know, he, he, he really, uh, he can do almost anything he wanted, and that's cool. Um, that was Sunday. You know, I went on Saturday after the um, the Princess Bride panel. We broke up a little bit for a while, and I went to a couple of panels. I went to the Star Trek Next Generation panel, which had what, uh, uh, what, who did it had? Deanna Troy. So that was, oh, that's what's her name, Miss Moritz. And then it had Gates McFadden and Will Wheaton and Jonathan Franks and Brett Spinner. Like, you know, and it filled the house. It was actually bigger than the, the Princess Bride panel, Erin Marie. Bigger. I, the only, seats that were open were in the far corners of that, you know, the far ones that are way out there that kind of peek out the edge. Those were a little bit empty, but everything else was built. I, I was in shock that that property had that much draw. I wonder what the seat capacity of that room was. I, I think it's five, five grand. Does that sound right? Or was it two grand? Might be two grand. Five grand is how much the uh, Hall H has in, San Diego, it's two to 2,500 grand, I think you can fit in Hall E. at. Uh, it's about the same size, if you think about it. I don't know, but I think it's it's at least somewhere along. But either way, it was still a huge room and lots of people there. Um, I also went to go see Tyra Strong in the same room that we saw the Pink Ranger, um, who uh, Twilight Sparkle, and of course the second Harley Quinn, and you know her 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 uh, resume is endless, and uh, so I really wanted to hear her because I would want I want to basically turn myself into Tara Strong like those characters in Us, and then kill her, and then I'm going to take her life. That was what I'd rather do, but I'm not going to do that because that's not real and that's horror. 
Yeah, and then, then of course, I got to meet Tara Strong with you, which was nice. Yeah, and, and it was nice. We have a nice picture. I posted it. Um, so that was cool. Tara Strong was awesome. Uh, so, and then I also got – I got – go ahead, go ahead. I said, and she was interested in witches. She was, wasn't she? And she, we told yes, her about the podcast. I was, you know, if if Tara Strong would come on my show, that would be like for Animation August. That would be like a dream. Her or Philomar, either one of them. Actually, any voice actor. Matter of fact, Wes Johnson. I want to thank him for doing a voice for the blast at the top of the show. Uh, Wes Johnson, you might not know who he is, Aaron, but you did join me and got to handle his Stanley Cup ring with me, which was awesome. Uh, he's the voice of the cats here in D.C., but he also does a lot of voice acting for video games, including Elder Scrolls and we're, uh, and uh, Warcraft, uh, you know, World of Warcraft. And so he that was his Elder Scrolls character. So that was really cool, and he gave me an autograph. And, and he also gave me the blast. So I got that on Sunday. So and I got to crash your signing of Riverdale with uh, Cole Sprouse and and, Sprouse. and uh, yeah, so and Archie, so that was fun, uh, you know. So we got to go see him. I got to go up close and personal with Cole Sprouse, but that was actually not even my pinnacle coolest thing that I did. Was it Aaron Marie? My my, what was my crowning achievement during this whole thing? The one that yeah. I'm most proud of. That's weird right. out. Weird out. I very rarely buy the photo op. I don't like photo ops. I've sent this to the horror on the show. I think they take time away from the actual convention and panels and vendors because you're standing in the queue. It's not a really good guest encounter because you only literally get a second or two to say hello and take a photo and move on. Uh, now, if you really, really love that person and want a really nice memorabilia to put on a wall forever and cherish. Hey, I get it. I just always recommend budgeting your time because sometimes it can take up like when John Cusack at monster mania that literally took all day that time, unless you had to cut in the line. <laughs> it was bad. A lot of people like stood for hours waiting for a signature. Uh, but uh, where was I going with this? Uh, but in this case, I did buy a photo op, and it was for Weird Al Yankovic, who I also saw his panel on Friday. It was a fun panel. Uh, he seems always nervous, which is funny, <laughs> but he was awesome. And uh, so we took uh, my – it was a gift to my husband, actually. I bought it for him, and I bought him an entrance into the show on Sunday, and we went – and uh, um, I also saw Wally Shawn's panel up in Hall E. Uh, Wally Shawn, he wasn't part of the Princess Bride right. panel, so I went to go see him. Uh, it was very informative. I mean, he's got like this. He didn't even get this. He didn't even start working as an actor till he was 35 years old. Nice. Yeah, it gives us hope, right? <laughs> so, but anyway, going back to uh, Weird Al. So I got the Weird Al Yankovic photo op for my husband and the evil genius. And it's a gorgeous, cute picture. It was worth every penny. And which I don't always feel like my Felicia Day photo. I really wish I could redo it. Um, but this one is perfect. I was so happy with it. And uh, we got him to sign it. And he also signed a piece of my dad. A husband has the, the 40, uh, 45 of one more minute with you. And so he had him sign the sleeve. And we showed him uh, a, a, a 45 of another song he played on 
Dr. Demento back in the day that Paul happens to have a copy of. It's called Healthy Attitude. <laughs> and uh, he was like, oh, my God. You know, he wanted to blow Paul uh, uh, Weird mind. I think he did. Uh, you know, we were we are super, super nerds when it comes to it, I can convict. So that was fun. We had a great time. I, I, you know, we went to see him a couple of years ago, but I didn't pay for the VIP package. Um, so now that I feel like that I've covered that. I no longer, I, I, that, that hole that I felt like I was missing is no longer there. And I'm very satisfied with my guest encounter with Weird Al Yankovic. Yay. So anyway, so that's really, <laughs> I, it was a good show. I actually had a good time. The lines weren't crazy. It was busy on Saturday, but it wasn't like, like you know, we can't breathe on Saturday. It was just busy. Uh, I do think cosplay was a little down, even though there was some really nice stuff. I don't think a lot of people were cosplaying. Um, oh, I bought a lightsaber. Oh, but I did see some really great ones, though. Yeah, there were really nice ones when they were one. I, I, I bought a lightsaber. I've always wanted an ultra saber, and I ended up buying one. Um, I also got a prize quote oh, for a nice. special present I'm going to give somebody else, but I'm not going to say anything more than that. Uh, most I mostly bought signatures, and, it, and I bought the uh, expansion packs for Unstable Unicorns, a card tabletop game that we're all playing right now, and it's a lot of fun. So I bought those. But that was really all I bought. I mean, granted, a, a lightsaber is expensive, but you know, but that but that was really the only expensive thing I bought. Most of it was signatures, and then the expansion packs were like forty bucks. So I, I I did okay. I did I resisted buying stuff while I was there. So oh, the only way I'm ever able to resist is because I don't have money. So there's that. <laughs> well, you know, I I do. You know, it depends on what you mean by what money I have. I have to think about, like, you know, a lot of issues and stuff. You know, it's coming up. Crypticon, and then we've got Days of the Dead, and um, then, of course, uh, (laughs) Comic-Con. Yeah, I know. Those are all huge expenses, so I've got to pace myself pace myself um but but speaking of pacers so we did bump into on saturday our friends at the end of the day that we often see at these com- other conventions uh, angela and ron who are friends of the, of us from mostly scares that cares is where we all met really and then uh wolf uh what, what's the, the the fang guy i'm sorry i'm getting tired huh uh mike of course mike cats and um my cats which i always see on Brittany and I saw Gary Sims on Sunday and then uh what's his name? Wolf uh Wolf Fang Jack, uh who's the our yes. resident the our, the best fang guy on the East Coast and we all had dinner together at the end of the day on Saturday and that was very nice. So uh, you know, uh, that was it was really to wrap up our convention day. Yeah, it was. And, you know, overpriced burgers, but it's DC, so you do what you got. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, it was very nice. Oh, the, the chili hot chocolate spiked milkshake was actually quite good if it was a little small. It's still, all of us are very satisfied who got that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was cool. Um, you know, it was a nice day. It was a nice convention. 
I, I'm, I, I lineup was good. There was something for everyone there as usual. I always liked that. The vendor's floor was good as usual. Um, and, um, you know, we'll see what the lineup is next year. It's right on the same week. It's on May 1st. So it's on the same weekend as Texas Frightmare and Crypticon Seattle. So suddenly, uh, you know, that's some big shows on the same weekend. But, you know, things happen. We'll see. Well, they kind of hit every like. There's one on the east coast, one in the middle, and one on the west. <laughs> That's true. It's true. I, I mean, and it's not like I always am jetting all over the place. It just seems like I am. Maybe I have been. I, you know, I try not to do that, but sometimes I, I what this will be my third plane ride in three months. Great. I feel like yeah. I don't know. I think I suffer. For my art. No, just kidding. I, you know, it, it is what it is. If you know what, if if this podcast is taking me places that I didn't expect to end up, but they're all really cool places, it will be worth it, no matter how much money I end up spending at the end of all of it. You know, I, I don't have a Patreon count for a reason. You know, I could. It would be, you know, I I don't like that because if I have a Patreon account, I have to start thinking about fair use and and things like that and then you start having issues with rights and I don't want to make money because then you know then I have to think about rights and I don't want to think about rights because rights get get tricky you know (laughs) so uh, so I keep it as a non-profit matter of fact um, click and clock productions is the the copyrights about to expire I gotta actually re-up it ah yeah, so it'll be time to do that. But anyway, I digress. Any final thoughts, Miss Marie, Erin Marie, about Crypticon? I mean, AwesomeCon today. <laughs> um, overall, it was a fantastic convention experience for me. The only thing, the only complaint I have or observation I had was that um, there were food courts on the opposite sides of the very large vendors hall, which is extremely long and the one um when you come right off the elevators there was no chairs for any people for anybody to sit down at no chairs or tables and people were having to sit in the floor and it was um especially for me with disability that was very uncomfortable to have to walk all the way to the very end to get chairs and tables but other than that i mean everything was fantastic the panel the guests the meeting, getting to hang out with convention friends, to have dinner together. It was it was just all around great. Yeah, I had a really good time. It was fun. I uh, would go again, and it, the lineup was pretty fun. And finally got to see Tara Strong in person, something I've always wanted to do. And even though Wally Sean looked very tired at the end of the day on Sunday, I'm really thankful that I got to see him. And I hope he feels better because he looked like he was getting concrete too, Aaron Marie. And he's not a, you know, he's not young. We don't want him to get sick. Uh, not over a convention, you know. Uh, but you know, the, almost all the panels we saw were great. I really enjoyed all of them. They were a lot of fun. Some of them were really fun. Uh, they were all informative. I learned something from every panel. And uh, for the most part, the audience was very savvy and answer, asked really good questions. So my photos were shit, I'm afraid. Um, none of them came out very well, but you know, except for the a few really good, you know, like the, the selfies I paid for, those all came out. And, of course, I have the photo op. 
So that one is great. <laughs> Everyone looks so good in it. <laughs> so it makes me happy. Uh, so thank you for joining me on that trip. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Oh, uh, convention partners for life. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so, uh, so I'm going to let you go because you need to go and get some tea or I don't know what you're going to drink tonight. Coffee? Uh, no, I, I think I'm just sticking to like Coke and ginger ale and stuff right now. Ah, uh, well, you take it easy, and uh, we will see. We, you know, we will be seeing each other in about a month because, or a month and a half, because in July you're going to come out and spend Fourth of July with me. But then we're going to drive up to Days of the Dead in Indianapolis this year. So, yep. uh, which is we didn't we didn't do Atlanta this year, so we decided we're going to try out Indianapolis and see what that one's about. Yep. We did. Yeah. Uh, we've done Atlanta. We've done Charlotte. So now it's uh, Indianapolis's turn. Yep, that's all the East Coast ones and stuff like that. So uh, we're looking forward to it. So good night, Miss Erin Marie. And uh, where can they find you on the interwebs if they want to correspond with the sexy porn witch? Um, sexy witch Erin Marie, uh, or sexy witch Erin, I rather I believe it is on Twitter. Uh, colorful me, Erin Marie on Instagram and just Erin Marie Showalter on Facebook. All right. You can also find her. I believe Labyrinth Queen is also on Twitter, which I tagged you in Labyrinth Queen, not Erin Marie. So I got to remember to do that. Um, so uh, find her there. Find her there. You can also find her through the Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches page, which is easy to find on Facebook. All you have to do is write in at, you know, the at symbol. The Sexy Witches, which is also our Twitter handle as well. So, Erin Marie, have a good one. I'm going to take a couple-minute break, and hopefully my other guests will call in by then, and we'll start the preview for the next convention, which is just around the corner on Friday, Crypticon Seattle. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Since Dracula stalked the earth, has the world known so terrifying a day or night? It's I who renounce you, and in the name of Satan, I place a curse upon you. Black Sunday is like no motion picture you've ever seen. suspense, the shock of meeting the living dead, and of bringing the dead to life. Look into my eyes. Embrace me. You will die, but I can bring you pleasures mortals cannot know. Sunday, the most terrifying motion picture you'll ever see. Satan, wearing strange robes and fighting with all the furies of Hades, arouses the countryside to a frenzy of black terror. 
we're back, and this is the. It's about 9:45 on the East Coast, 6:45 on the West Coast, and we are actually about to switch gears after Aaron Marie's wonderful preview of awesome or recap of Awesome Con and our announcement of Brian Trenchard Smith is going to be my special interview guest on the next episode, which is our madness episode. But before that. There's a little bit of business to attend to, something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and we're about to do it, and it's going to happen. So before I get into that, let's bring on one of my special guests, 541 Area Code. You're on with the Sexy Witches. Hello. Oh, yeah. Hello, Queenie. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. For people that may or may not know, this is my former co-host, Queenie Tide. Welcome Hi. back. It's been almost six months since you left us. Tell us no. what, the, what has the uh, sexy werewolf uh, witch been doing since they left to go solo? Oh, I've been doing my YouTube channel hard. So, like, I... Uh, I just finished Werewolf Month, so that's fun. <laughs> and, yeah, I was going to say, and happy birthday. You just had a birthday last week. Thank you. Thank you. So, I'm happy 38. Birthday. Oh, <laughs> getting close to me. Pretty soon you're going to be a my <laughs> half of the world. It's actually not so bad over here. The water's fine. Yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> so... So great. I'm really glad that you could be back on. Uh, I know you've been super busy. You've been LARFing. You've been doing your live streaming mm-hmm. stuff and, you know, doing mm-hmm. your thing in Seattle. So, uh, but you're here. We're to talk a bit of business because I made two promises to you. One of them I'm intending to keep very, very soon. First one is, is if you ever get your swearing ceremony, I want to be there for the swearing ceremony because I absolutely would be honored to be a witness to that. So if you would have me, uh, the, and that's the serious, um, one, but the more fun one yeah. is that I'm flying out this weekend on Friday, early morning. Oh yeah. So early. And I will be there early morning in Seattle and I am going to go to Crypticon Seattle this weekend. So it's a smaller show, fun. but a significant show and even more significant cleaning. Like yeah. Like I like that it's a smaller show. But, you know, it's more it significant than that is that I get to meet you in person for the first time. Yes. yes. The world's not ready. The world is just I'm, not. I'm not ready either. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm still, I didn't get concrete. Unfortunately, Erin Marie did from Austin Con, but I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I have to pack, and I have no idea what to pack for, what, what to pack. And usually I'm really good at packing for conventions, but I'm not sure what to pack for this one. So maybe you can give me some advice of what I'll need at this one. An umbrella? My husband said an umbrella. Yeah, that's probably a good call. Well, what is the weather like right now in, 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 at, well, in Seattle? Right now it's pretty nice. Hey, Ben, what's the weather been like lately? Pretty nice? Yeah, it's been pretty decent. Usually it's wet around this time. 
it's just getting out of wet season. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> all right, so it sounds like it's all right. I, I don't mind. I love yeah. hoodie weather. You know, I am from California. We, ha- we have our wet weather weeks, you know, and especially when I lived up in uh, Lagunitas, which is on the Point Reyes, um, the sh- where Point Reyes uh, station is and all that. It's right where the, the fault line is. It always yeah. rains there. <laughs> you just wear your hood and walk around, you know. That's what you do. I know you don't like the rain yeah. that much. But, well, you know. I don't like cold. anything cold. If the rain is warm, well, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I like same here. I don't mind the rain here at all. I walk around in it all the time with just a shirt on. But, you know, unless it's windy and cold, which we had tornadoes here recently. It was one of those kind yeah. of storms. Yeah. But, oh, you know, we're, yeah. You know, West Coast has earthquakes, and you you sometimes have volcanoes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And I saw that horrible thing about that crane two days ago. That's terrible. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah, no, it was awful. You you probably okay. don't want to know about it. It was pretty terrible. Mm. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. but Seattle is a great city to f- visit. And I'll have a couple of yeah. hours before I get there, Queenie. Um, and um, so I w- I'm trying to decide what to do with it because, you know, as you know, the transportation, there's a lot of public transportation in Seattle, but yeah. it doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of goes in general. It goes in general vicinities, but it doesn't actually yeah. go anywhere specific. You have to like guesstimate where you're gonna land. Like, okay, so this <laughs> stop is probably the closest, and I still gotta walk 20 minutes after this. <laughs> I hate that shit. Well, but uh, yeah, but. Anyway, so I have all this extra time, but I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to fill it. I mean, I do have my book to read for the interview next week, Alice Through the Multiverse, but I might finish it on the plane. Uh, so, because uh, that's still a couple days out. So, I, I was thinking maybe Ooh, going up okay. to Scarecrow Video, but it's at the opposite end of town. Um, I could yeah, go I mean, to Pike's Place, which I love, and go see Golden Age Comics. Uh, there are... Mm-hmm. The trolley, I think it's a trolley, leaves from SeaTac and goes there, but it looks like it takes yeah. a while to get there. Um, <laughs> so I it's could good. do that, but I'd be on the trolley for a long time. Not that I don't have time to kill. I mean, that's the good thing about it. What would you suggest, right? or what would Ben suggest in this case? Um, ben, he would only suggest, like, board game places. Like, <laughs> he's that kind of nerd, you know what I mean? Yeah, SeaTac isn't any though. near... That would be cool. SeaTac isn't near anything. I know. It sucks. I hate it so much. Yeah. I I, I mean, why have a time there? <laughs> I mean, the, the good news is, is the double tree where we're staying for Crypticon Seattle is self-sufficient, mm. which is good. And yes. there's a shuttle that goes from the SeaTac airport to it almost until like 2 in the morning. So I have yeah, no problems. Is that, that part of it will be fine. It's just filling the time I'm in between. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna so, have a hard time getting home. That's probably I gonna you know, bribe my husband very nicely. <laughs> so we'll have to figure this out. Yeah. I am gonna I would pick you up but I'm gonna be totally hoofing it. Now I am gonna maybe the option of Uber um 
Maybe I can Uber into the town. That's a possibility. I don't Uber. I've never Ubered. I didn't even Uber when I was in San Diego last year. I don't bad. even think it's I know. Bad. It's not bad? It, I've, I've Ubered a couple times, but one time it was because Zaz showed me how to do it. So it's not bad. It just seems a little weird when you first do it. You're like, oh, okay. This is how this works. It's really easy. Yeah, so... So maybe that's the solution is I upload Uber to my phone and use it to go. I don't think I can take it all the way to Scarecrow because, I mean, Scarecrow literally is at the top of town. Like, it's about yeah, as far yeah. opposite end of SeaTac as you doing? get. I You I'm should go. It, years, I know. You you really it's should. It, it, first of all, it, all it's of a it. nonprofit. You know, and it's it's a library yeah. that kids are allowed to use. Um, the coffee is supposed to be one of the best in Seattle, believe it or not. So, and that's saying a lot, as you know. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so there's reason to go there. I would love to get the guy who does Scarecrow Video to come on the show and talk about it. I want to talk to him, and I want to talk to James and Brandon and Vinegar Syndrome, because they also opened a retail shop. And having a retail shop, or um, in his case, a non-for-profit organization running a, 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 a video store, a DVD store, in this environment is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. yeah. So, he might actually you know, be it, at Mr. I don't know if he's going to be in the dealer's room. I don't know who well, I hope so. But that would be cool, uh, do right? you know, like, then you to go. Do you know of a few people that are in the dealer's room? No, not this year. Uh, not this year. Michelle, right? Michelle's in the dealer's room. Yeah, right? which Michelle Nesk was supposed to be on, but I haven't heard from her. Mm-mm. So I'm glad you came on, Queenie, because well, I would be all alone <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I'm not, but I'm not. You you have my back, and thank you. I I'm appreciate here. it. So, yeah, you are back. here. Yeah, the wolf pack. We, we stick wild. together. So let's see. What is the exhibitors? They call. I like how they're no longer calling it vendors floor. It's now called exhibitors. They were doing that yeah, at Awesome Con as exhibitors. well. So like uh, you know. Yeah. So what did you talk about when she's not on? But I am sharing a room with Michelle Nesk this year, which is really awesome. Thank you, Michelle, for letting us share a room. Uh, but uh, why, why don't you talk about what you're doing for her and what her uh, her table is going to be? Oh, man, I don't know all of what she's going to get me to do. She just told me <laughs> my title was Adventure Companion. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing for Michelle. <laughs> you're an Adventure Companion. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I'm I know. Not, like, I don't know what, <laughs> what that means. I'm not. It, <laughs> it, it could go either way. Yeah. Like, I can interpret completely different, you know? She's going to have to tell me. Like, I'm going to be like, okay, I need actual direction now. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You mean you, mean you want me to be a shenanigans buddy? Because I am there. <laughs> I'm already there. It's my job. <laughs> My I have life. train. I'm gonna be on shen- when shenanigans and lack of sleep, which is always fun, especially yeah. for things like this. But sleep is, you um, know, as they say, sleep is optional. 
I do know that vinegar yeah. syndrome is going to be there and I've never met the West coast people. So that'll be cool to meet them. Cause you know, I've talked to well, James and Brandon on the East coast for a long time. So I'm really looking forward to meeting them on the vendors floor. So I know they're going to have a presence. Uh, I know there's a large uh, queer horror pre- a presence um, yeah, going to be there, be which is, yeah, I knew that they're going to be there. Awesome. I don't know. Is Luchagor there this year? Do we know? Is is Gigi got too know. famous for us now? I don't know. Mm, she, might, she might come because she's always come so far. I yeah, I mean, she's like, years, but so. she's now like, she's like so amazing now. I, you know, it was funny. Yeah, like, like a lot of us were like, when Jason Blum was like doing his whole women in horror thing and saying there wasn't enough women, immediately a bunch of us said two names immediately. One was Rebecca Gigi. McKendry, and the other one was yep. Gigi, right? And Gigi, yep. he must have been paying attention because he hired Gigi to make one of his uh, uh, horror, uh, anthology horror shows on Hulu, Into the Dark. And hers is the 4th of July episode, which is, like, so exciting to me to know that Gigi's got that big first feature film. Oh, man, I can't wait. Uh, You know, it's so neat to see these people. Even It's like this little... Go ahead. (laughs) We're saying the same thing, I think. (laughs) I think we are. We're just, we're feeling beklempt. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because, you know... I mean, you, you you know her in person, but you know we've I've been talking yeah. with her on Facebook for a long time, and you know her in person. And to watch Lucha Gore, which we've always rooted on, because Lucha Gore is one of the yeah. few women titles that has been around for a, quite a while now, and to see her blossom and become this beautiful, like enchantress of horror, you know, it, it, you know, yeah. it's it's wonderful to know that DG, and she's doing a lot of voice work too. She's been doing little monsters. Yeah. She had a character on that show, and my daughter watches that show yeah. sometimes. I'm like, that's Gigi, she's Vita, you know. <laughs> and of course, she gets, you know, people like Gigi because you know she's so full of integrity. Like no matter what she does, you know that she's doing it with all her heart. Yeah, you know where like, she's coming from. She never like like you yeah. always know exactly where she's coming from, and that is so cool. And and we wish nothing but the best for her. But even if I don't get to see her, which I hope I do, uh, you know, it, I'm just it just you know, yeah, I hope I get to meet her. And I'm Michelle, I get to meet Michelle for the first time. Um, also it's Chris Gusta, who's you know, he worked, uh, yeah, he was part yeah. of the madness as a judge and a contestant, and a contestant. He's going to be there. Yeah, I, met him. I think I've met yeah, him at um, Yeah, unfortunately, Eric Martin can't get the weekend off, which is really bummer because, wow. oh man, I would have loved to have seen him. Uh, Christina Makepeace of the Feminine Critique might come because she's a huge Twin Peaks fan, and one of the guests is, Sharon, oh. is Ray Weiss, of course, which I've met, and then Cheryl, Cheryl Lee, who played Laura Palmer herself. Uh, she's going to be there and uh, so she wants to go meet both those people so she might show up and the Feminine Critique is probably my single favorite female centric movie review podcast on the web it is so good highly recommend the Feminine Critique it's it's one of my favorites and they often do guest spots on the projection booth because Mike White knows that they know a lot and they're funny and they're smart and they just have great taste in movies so I, I have a few people I'm hooking up with while I'm out there I'm so excited Queenie and I can introduce you to the Horror Addicts please they're one of the yeah yeah you know the Horror Addicts of course everyone everyone knows them everyone knows. yeah <laughs> 
Well, I don't know them, but I know of them. Uh, the, but that's why I, I there's a lot of things. And I, I've, you see, the problem is is that I love the East Coast horror geeks horror conventions. I go to them on a regular basis, but I start to get burnout and overlap. And I don't mean like I'm I'm sick of the vendors. I love my vendors and my friends. You know, it, it's not that. It's just that mm-hmm. I, I start to see the same things over and over again. And you know, and I right. like to compare conventions and do something a little bit different. See some new vendors. See how the Fang guy on the West Coast is, you know, because I know there's a Fang guy, a very the famous one. Different. The West Coast is different than the East Coast. Like I've been on the East Coast before, you know. I went to Gen Con. Like I, I okay, <laughs> you know. I used to live Gen in Con Ottawa. Is, Gen Con like, is huge, man. Yeah. So, Gen Con was probably oh. the biggest con I've ever been to. Uh, did you did you hear on I don't know if you hold, heard the opening of my show but uh, the blast was from a guy named uh, Wes Johnson and he actually is one of the voices on Elder Scrolls. I thought you'd find that really? interesting. Yeah, wow, so uh, he he happens to be the voice announcer of the Caps at the Caps Arena here in DC too. So that's why he was there. He let me handle his. Um, uh, uh, Stanley Cup ring from last year. That was so cool. And I know that you don't care about hockey, but for me, I was like, <laughs> yeah. You know, Seattle's getting their own team too, as you know. So, you know, if yeah. I need to move out to Seattle, I have a team route for her, so that's good. Uh, but getting back to off uh, to Crypticon, so you're going to be helping Michelle at her table. We're not exactly sure what your duties are, but we know that you will be involved in shenanigans in some way. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I'm already planning shenanigans in my head. Already. I can't wait to do a review of all of these wonderful vendors that I have no idea who they are except for vinegar syndrome. Yep. Uh, so, and I mean that in the best possible way because, you know, like I said, it's a new discovery. I haven't had a chance to meet these people and, and, and see their wares. And, uh, you know, I love, I love craft and local artists. And, and vendors like this are always the best way to do it. Yeah, and you know I'm going to be vlogging, right? You're going to be you know that, are you right? going to be blogging? <laughs> well, you were talking vlogging about again. it. Talk about yeah. What are you going to do? I'm just going to do a Crypticon vlog. Just kind of, you know, if I find someone who wants to talk to me, I'll talk to them. See what happens. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, probably talk to Gory. Probably going to do some interview with Gory. Maybe I could do an interview with you. You know. Whatever. Well, I, I, you know. we, we were already talking about it anyways. Yeah, well, I mean, we should definitely have proof that we were together and that will, you know, immortalize yes. our, 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 our sacred coven, as you know. <laughs> so, that's what I oh, yeah, the big daddy. The guy that plays yeah. big daddy is going to be there. That's right. Uh, so, news. is it? I have bad news. Are there? Um, oh, what's your, just let me say this real quick because I don't I don't want to make a thing about it, but like I yep, broke yep. my yeah I fell on my tailbone uh, a couple weekends ago at Alerp. I was I was in the middle of a fight and I wasn't paying attention to where I was stepping and I slipped and I just fell right on my tailbone. So I'm gonna be slow moving around and I'm probably gonna okay. have to have my cane because I'm, I'm gonna be very tired and sore. <laughs> So just so you guys know, I'm up to shenanigans. I'm just going to be a little broken. <laughs> well, so, I mean, we'll try I'll to pace it. Yeah. That's okay. We can pace. do slow motion. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Queenie. You know, I, went, I went to Spain. Okay, I want to tell you a story about pain. I went to Spain, <laughs> and, okay. and I 
I was on, I was about to have my period and I've also been having my knees and stuff lock up because of my plantar fasciitis in my feet because of my job, right? My day job kicks my ass. I needed some, I need some pain medication, just some ibuprofen or something to get the inflammation down, right? So I go into a Mm -hmm. pharmacy and I ask her for ibuprofen and she goes 400 or 600. And I'm like, 600, (laughs) you know, like you can't get that over the counter in America. Okay. 600. She gives me these packs of 600 and you take one in the morning and that's all I need. Americans, we are being, they are holding out on us because I mean, and I was thinking, well, maybe it was placebo effect, right? Which doesn't happen, but I gave one to, our sister in pain, Erin Marie, while she was here. And guess what? She didn't have Helped hardly it. any problems that day. Her inflammation was down. She had she really didn't get any issues until she got home. Wow. God, that depresses so, me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I digress. But I've been I've been obsessed with this now since I you know, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. This stuff is I don't know if what if it's a placebo, like I said, it could be a placebo effect, but I mean I've been taking it now for a month when I need it and it every time I'm fine. Uh, you know. So I'm I'm really mad at the American healthcare system right now because yeah. I could be in Spain right now taking good medications with no fillers. Instead, I'm here fighting to get a doctor's appointment to pull my teeth. So you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, preach, holy shit! Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so just remember if you ever go out of country to go stock up on medicines. I already knew that about Mexico, yeah. but apparently it matters everywhere. <laughs> oh hell yeah, totally, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm gonna leave a whole right. thing so, in my bag. All right, so let's let's get back to the show because we're, we're but <laughs> that's why I digress about my pain meds. Uh, I just <laughs> only why I digress because I know you understand the pain med party because you know it's always a game oh will this one work or that one work will this one work if I take too much if I take too no you know it's a, it's a fucked up game you know I, I've been lucky because I haven't had to play it as much as as, as you or Aaron Marie but you know I'm getting up there so I got to play it a little bit more often my spoons are starting to run out too and I'm not too happy about this aging sucks <laughs> it does it sucks man it sucks <laughs> balls <laughs> So let's get back to the the show. Is there a celebrity guest that you, if you could afford it, or if you really want to like meet and geek out on, on this list, who would it be? I think the smoking man's on there, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, him, him, him. I want to go see him. The actually be like. You used to scare the shit out of me, motherfucker. <laughs> you, <laughs> you scared the crap out of me every time I saw you. <laughs> like seriously, I was I was a teenager, right? So I was like maybe thirteen when I started watching X Files, and I had them like plastered on my walls, you know, not the Smoking Man, but everybody else. <laughs> so I think it'd be funny to have him on my wall now, <laughs> you know. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Immortalize that. Yeah. Part. Like you scared the shit out of me. Good job. Well, Good job. even if you can't get his signature, he is having a panel with the entire group of X Files cast that is happens to be there. So that sounded like it was going to be a nice panel. So I, I, you know, I'm not as maybe as an X 
Files person as some people, but I appreciate the lineup. I thought it was pretty solid. So that's cool. Um, oh, yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. Mitch Pelegi mm-hmm. is not the smoking man. The smoking man is William B. Davis. So Mitch Pelegi is also on okay. the files. I get confused yeah. sometimes. So okay. I got to get the orders. Okay. Well, okay. But no, either way, yeah, it I'm still not, stands. I'm talking about smoking man. Yeah. Smoking man's William yeah. B. Davis. But either way, you should go see his panel if you can, if you have time. So. If I have to it's mind, if I fit it in. I don't know how much shenanigans I'm going to have to get up to, you know? There there might be a lot, so I don't know. I don't know what my duties are. <laughs> Damn it, Michelle. Now, <laughs> the people that I want to meet the most is I want to meet Barbara Steele, which I just played the trailer mm-hmm. to um, uh, which, uh, Black She's Sunday. Oh, oh, which, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hold on just a second. I'm bringing on. Ah, come on. Welcome, Michelle. You're on with the Sexy Witches. Thank you for calling. Hi. (laughs) Yay. Thank you for joining us, Michelle. Queenie's on the line with us. Thank you for having me. Hi, Michelle. Yay. We were just just talking about guests. And um, she was saying that her her geek out guest would be uh, William B. Davis, who plays the Smoking Man in X Files. And I was saying oh, that yeah. I, have couple, I have a couple geek out guests. One is Barbara Steele, who I am not going to miss her panel. Like of all the people on the list, she's the one that I want to meet the most. Uh, you know, she's you gorgeous, know. amazing, smart, and she was uh, you know Varia Bava's girl for years and years and years. So just to hear those stories would oh, be yeah. worth it right there. It's uh, actually the first time I met Barbara Steele. We were both guests at the same convention in Portland, and we did a panel together. And it was like <laughs> this weird, surreal thing. I'm sitting next to Barbara Steele on a panel of like women in horror, you know. <laughs> and I was uh, she was. <laughs> oh, you were. That's just wild. I don't know. You were there. Oh, yeah, and, and she was so nice to me, and, like, she made me, I actually geeked out, and, like, I couldn't help it, and I, uh, she was, she had said something really nice to me, and she was like, you know, because we were doing the panel, and she was like, I would like to work with you, you would make a great granddaughter in a movie for me, and, like, Aww. I kind of started, like, crying in front of everybody on the panel, like, not, cause, I mean, who wouldn't? You know, uh, I can't wait to see her again. I don't even know if she remembers me, but I, I like, I, I will always remember that. Uh, she, oh she is. Uh, I'm so excited, and I hope we all. Uh, that, yeah, Barbara Steele. It's freaking Barbara Steele. I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself right? when I'm in front of her. You know, uh, <laughs> you know. On, on the more happier geeky side, though, I'm actually almost as ha- excited to meet uh, Jonah Ray from Mystery Science Theater mm-hmm. 3000. Because, you know, it's not, I'm a yeah. huge fan. But he's actually, yeah. the reason why I'm bringing him up is I'm, I am wouldn't geek out like I would for Barbara Steele. But he's really awesome. And he's doing three separate panels. So I know I'm going to be able to catch him at some point during the festival. So I'm looking really forward to that. Yeah. It'll be very fun. Uh, and um, I, I didn't... Um, Michelle, you missed, and I just told Queenie too. Um, I had a special announcement this morning. 
or the earlier this morning, earlier in the show. Seems like I've been on for hours. Um, uh, and uh, I'm going to have the director on next week called Brian Trenchard Smith, and he's a he's a director from Australia. He directed Night of the Demons too, of all things. And so Amelia mm-hmm. Kincaid who plays the lead in both Night of the Demons movies is going to be at Crypticon Seattle. So it kind of like mm-hmm. a small world all coming back together, you know, and then I'm also binging yes. Twin Peaks for my other podcast, Repo Nerds, and Cheryl Lee's going to be there. So I, I, I've got business to do while I'm there. So, and I'm going to go to all these panels. That's cool. <laughs> so, I'm a panel geek, as you know. So is there anything else that we should know about Michelle? Because I know you came in a little late in the game that we should know about on the vendors floor. Because um, cleaning you some of the vendors, not everybody, is there any, besides yourself, which you should talk about your table, too. Uh, who should we look for on the t- on the floor that I should really, like, examine? And, I mean, everyone's cool, of course, and I'll see everybody. But who are some of your buds that are going to be there? Well, let's see here. There's uh, Nick the Hat, Nick Ducker. Uh, he's an artist, and um, you've probably seen his work um, in Strange Aeons magazine, uh, among others. Uh, he's done the work for Crypticon Seattle, the artwork that we see um, last year. He did some work for Sinister Creature Con, and um, I wear his work uh, on my jacket all the time. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, there's the comic book artist, uh, Alejandro Gomez, and he is uh, incredible. Um, he does Weather of the Whip, which is a comic series. Uh, it, it's pretty phenomenal. I own the entire collection. I strongly suggest everyone take a moment to check that out. Um, I actually do not have a table. I don't like sitting down if I don't have to. Um Let's see here. What else? There's, uh, of course, Blister Press, which is a publishing company. They do the publishing of the Crypticon Anthology books every year. Incredible people. And I love them to a million pieces and back again. Um, Oh, my gosh. There's so many. There's so many. Uh, Let's see here. There's, uh, let's see. I have a whole list of people. And they're all like <laughs> swimming in my head right now all at once. Um, of course, Chris O'Connor, uh, Wordsmith. Uh, she's an author. She just did uh, the children's book, My First Nightmare, which is uh, a wonderful series. Uh, it, it runs down the ABCs, but each letter is like a creepy, crawly monster. And it's a lot of fun. Um, she's a wonderful writer and her work is available on the Amazon and everything, and I strongly suggest checking her out. Her work scales from, you know, adult to young adult and now, you know, family-friendly children's books. And so if you have a little one, or even if you don't, you just like weird, creepy children's books, this is that one to get. Um, yeah, there's there's so many. <laughs> oh, boy. Who are you so, looking forward to checking out? Me? Or mm-hmm. or Queenie? Me? Well, I told you the ones I'm I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing like just new panels in general. I mean, new uh vendors in general cuz like I said I was starting to get a little bit, you know, overlap cuz you know, when you start to go a lot of the East Coast shows, 
you become friends with a lot of these people, but you see the same people over and over again. So I'm, it'll be nice to see a variety of new wares. Uh, Guest-wise, uh, I can tell you the guests. I already told you the guests I'd geek out on, but I can tell you that who yeah. are good guests on the list that I know that will be worth going to their panels. One is Dee Wallace. She's always wonderful to go to a panel mm-hmm. and listen to Dee Wallace talk about um, Stephen King novels and working on ET. I mean, Stephen King movies and working on ET. She's also related to my madness theme. So there's a theme hint. Uh, Dee Wallace, big time. Uh, Ray Wise, who I met twice now, uh, he's great. Uh, I, I highly recommend going to a Ray Wise panel. Uh, you know, he's got such a strange career. And now that I'm watching Twin Peaks, I had no idea how balls to the wall his character is. Uh, so I would say that if you want a good panel or want to meet someone that's really cool, uh, Ray Wise is a very cool person to meet at the tables. And, you know, of course, C.J. Graham is always a reliable person to meet at the tables as well. Uh, and C.J. Graham is one of the uh, Jason Lives Friday the 13th Part 5, I believe. Is that right? Uh, he signed my NECA doll. I have all five of the original Jasons that are still alive. Oh, actually, one of them passed. So, uh, but... Uh, you know, I, I have the NECA doll with his signature on it that Kane Hodder signed the middle of. Uh, Aaron Marie gave me that doll, actually, uh, as a present. <laughs> I, I cry every time I look at it. <laughs> so, uh, in a good way, mm-hmm. but I still cry. But And I know they have a big old panel for uh, Friday the 13th, if you're interested, including Adrian King, who played the original Final Girl in that movie. Uh, so, those are all good things. to. I mean, it, it, it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, so... Um, before we go tonight, we should remind people where it is. Once again, uh, let's, before we go, it's in Crypticon Seattle. Is at the Doubletree Hotel in the International Boulevard. That's really close to SeaTac. Uh, so, uh, Michelle, do you have any advice about things within that region? Are we stuck in the hotel, or is there stuff immediately in the vicinity we can go explore while we're waiting? Because I have a little time on my hands. Uh, you're over at SeaTac. So there's not really a lot to explore. It's just a bunch of hotels in the airport and the Denny's. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I figured. There's a, yeah, there's a nice Thai restaurant that's across the street, kind of. And there's, <laughs> uh, you know, a few other places that are really nice, but, you know, um, like that are like a five-minute walk away. There's food, there's hotels, and there's an airport. Well, I know that's what I was saying to Queenie. It's like there's nothing near SeaTac, nothing, you know. But you know, we'll we'll make you. It's a huge airport. It is a huge airport. I've I've flown out of there once before. Um, I went to uh, Alaska a few years back, and we uh, took we uh, came through Vancouver and then drove from Vancouver to Seattle. And yes, you can drive from Vancouver to Seattle if you take the ferry. <laughs> so we took several ferries actually uh, to get there. Uh, yeah. It was a very nice drive. But uh, that's the only time I've been in Seattle. I went, but I, I made the most of it. I, I saw the Chihili exhibit at the Space Needle. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. So it got really quiet. So I'm going to take this moment to go ahead and say if we are still live, go to Horrors of the PMW. It's episode 666. (laughs) Keeps our sixth year presenting. 
It stars the Dario Argento goddess herself, Barbara Magnosi. Check it out. Come mm. have fun with us. Yeah, come have fun. So I got a question. And Queenie will be there right by my side, so that'll be very fun. Yes, yes, I will. I am an adventure companion. Is that like a shenanigan assistant yes. or something? I'm a assistant <laughs> to shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at this. <laughs> you you picked the Ooh. right man for the job. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna you be a total blast. And the horror addicts are gonna come down, so that'll be fun. We can all oh hang yeah, out. they're there every year. Mhm. Mhm. Is um yeah. Lucha Lucha gonna be there? I am not sure. I don't know. It's I know like there's a lot of stuff going on for them. So you know what I mean. I don't know if uh, they'll be in the area or not. It would be nice yeah. because they are very kind people. They are, and they're a lot of fun. They are very so nice much fun. People. Yes. I love them. And Gigi gives great hugs. Oh, I know. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's so quiet. It's so quiet it could wake the dead. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Should we wrap this it's, up? I'm actually super excited about uh, a lot of the panels that are going on this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's uh, Nick John is coming out, which is awesome. He's a Washington native. Um and so, you know, it's always cool when, you know, local local boy makes good type stuff. Um, and he's got right. a really cool panel going on. Then he's got a secondary panel afterwards where he's doing a Q&A with a writer from Pop Horror, Chris Prevost. And Whoa. he's a really cool guy. Yeah, he's coming from, um, I think, Ontario. Or in Montreal, oh, really? like somewhere between you, there is really vast amount of miles between the two. But he's coming all the way out here from that, and he's an amazing person. And we met on the set of Rabid. Huh? I'm from Ontario. Are I'm you? not even kidding. Mm-hmm. I love yep. it. It's uh, <laughs> I was out there last year. Um. For uh, the uh, on the set of Rabid by the Foscas, yeah, the Cronenberg remake, yeah, and uh, that's actually where uh, I met Chris. So I'm really excited that he's coming over this way. Yep. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. I'm loving it. It's so cool. <laughs> he's so sweet. But, yeah. Hey guys. It's- you're back. Oh, my God. Not only did it kick me out, it won't let me back in. I have to use my phone to do it. Wow. Are we still on? Yeah, are we off? No, you're going to be on. Good thing I didn't say weird shit. I can't wait to hear what it actually says. So, And we're about to leave anyways for the night. So let's end with this craziness real quick. Michelle... And Queenie, final thoughts about Crypticon and what I should expect. And thank you again, Michelle, for letting me share your room. 
Of course. Um, what to expect with Crypticon? Expect people having a good time. Expect to go to the 13th floor when everything, when the bottom floors are all closed down. Expect to have a good time. Expect to go hang out with the ghouls of the crypt and do some scary uh, I will be there yelling like a dead cat in heat. It's so much fun. <laughs> and um, last year they had these specialty reanimator drinks. And they were like, they glowed neon green and they had these wonderful syringes in them with like, oh, it was wonderful. So they're always very inventive. So, you know, with the convention itself, you're going to have a great time. Um, I know the security people very well and they will go out of their way to make sure you feel safe. Uh, I've never had anything but a good time there with very good people, you know. So I think I, you're going to have a blast, and I think you're going to make a lot of new friends. I really hope I do, and I'm I'm already feel like I'm friends with a bunch of you. And thank you again for being so accommodating. And Queenie, thank you again for coming on the show tonight. What what you, final no thoughts? And where can they find you again on the interwebs? Um, I'm excited for CryptoCon. It's going to be a blast. See you weirdos there. <laughs> um, my channel is on YouTube, Queen Todd Show. Go check it out. I deal with some weird horror shit. And then, you know, little random stuff, too. It's mostly a vlogging channel, but I do all sorts of weird stuff. So check it out. Excellent. And, Michelle, where can they find you on the interwebs? I'm somewhere, man. I'm always somewhere. Uh, <laughs> as far as Crypticon, uh, come see Horrors of the PNW. It stars Barbara Manuelsi from Dario Argento Suspiria. It's going to be a good time. Um, cool. Excellent. So, uh, Crypticon still has tickets on sale today is last day for cheap tickets and they go up starting tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, you still have a few minutes online to get them. Uh, and you can come meet the Huntress. You come meet, uh, uh, Michelle and Queenie and we'll all have a shenanigan good time. So good night, everyone. Thank you all. Good film hunting. Once again, thank you to Erin Marie as well. We're going to leave you tonight with the theme from Laura, Laura Thomas' theme from Twin Peaks tonight, because why not? And um, we'll be back next week, only a week, May 7th, the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness, with my special guest interview, Brian Trenchard Smith, a director from Australia who has four decades of 50 and 57 movies under his belt. So an amazing dude. So uh, once again, good night, everyone. And uh, blessed be and good film hunting.